you know, I think they scored. Well, I know they scored because every time they scored, they'd shoot off fireworks. No, not all the way. Did they stop at a point? Yeah, they they ran out of fireworks. I don't remember when exactly it was, but I think it was sometime before halftime. They ran out of fireworks. Um, you know, you was tired because, you know, we went down there. I think we went down there with nine guys, I think. Um, it was playing eight-man football, and they had I don't know how many on their roster. And uh, you go down there, and you're playing, you're playing this team, and, you know, you're playing, you know, all the time. You know, your offense, defense, and special teams, you know, you're playing all game. And so, you know, we was just tired, you know, just flat out tired. And and um, they just scored, and we was walking back, and the coach was telling, you know, you know, we're, you know, we're getting ready to kick off, and this, that, and the other. And and I just looked at coach. I said, Coach, I said, nothing else. We're getting a heck of a fireworks show. <laughs> we're gonna go out on the field. We're gonna score as many goals as we can. We're gonna have fun. Becky, a well placed. Hey, Colton, how's it going? Oh, it's going. <laughs> Where are you right now? I'm in my pickup. I had to go outside because boys and mom are at the house. Will that work? I've actually never spoken to a person for an interview outside. Usually, I say something in the lead-up to a talk with a guest about my preference for a room, if possible. One with a door that might block out background noise to some extent. But I don't really have an argument against Colton's outside. His surroundings are pretty quiet. It's a Nelson address, but we live closest to Pilot Grove. <laughs> There's no town, so it's, it's the middle of nowhere, so yeah, that'd be the, it'd be the closest town. In 2010, the last time the U.S. Department of Commerce checked, Nelson, Missouri, where Colton lives, had a population of 192. Drive 25 minutes southeast, and you're in Pilot Grove, a town that has about 800 people. And, as with most rural areas, the humans here live amongst other beings, beings who are vital to these communities in one way or another. Um, how was hunting? Uh, it wasn't bad. I went I went out to, this evening, but uh, didn't see anything. It's too windy here. It's, it's like 20 mile an hour winds this afternoon. It's supposed to rain tonight, so yeah. I figured they'd be moving, but with that, that wind, they won't move. But... Being outdoors, learning the land and the patterns of the animals who inhabit it. From an early age, these are the sorts of things both work and play revolve around in Saline County. What were some of the things you grew up doing as a kid in the area? Um, just just work on the family farm. Um, you know, my family's got a farm, and we, you know, so I just kind of raised on it. Like every other acre of land in the U.S., however, sports have their place here. And the reason Colton is on the phone with me, as much as hunting and fishing are sports in their own right, I won't discount that, is to talk about football. And what about football? How did that make its way into your life? Um, I didn't play football actually until my eighth grade year. Um, you know, I played, you know, in the backyard, you know, with cousins and stuff. Um, but never never really, you know, like 
at school or anything to my eighth grade year. Um, but I did play uh, baseball when I was younger um, through elementary. Um, but that's about that's about all. I never really played football to my eighth grade year, actually. In 2017, the Northwest High School Mustangs were winless. They had nine healthy boys on the roster for eight-man football. The Mustangs were playing teams week in and week out that had nearly 30 kids on their squad. They were getting beat badly. And as we'll get into in a bit, a few weeks into the season, this Missouri team made national headlines, but it wasn't really in the way you fantasize about as an athlete. The trying times were unfolding in, and no doubt made worse by the football culture, or lack thereof in this area. Football at Northwest has only been around for a little over 15 years. In those years, it had been hard to get boys to commit to the sport, hard to get parents all in on their sons giving their time and their physicality to an extracurricular activity in those precious hours outside of school in the fall. Family farms require a lot of attention, attention that kids who have free time not spent on organized sports are probably more able to give. Not to mention they were competing with other sports like baseball. This was a football program that once forfeited a playoff game when two players refused to get on the bus because they just knew they were going to lose. In short, it had been an uphill battle for the Northwest Mustangs. Colton was one of the nine boys on the struggling squad. Like his teammates, he was a farm boy. And 2017 was his senior season. Oh, we, we learned a lot um, as, as a team. I mean, you know, you, everybody learns individually, you know, um, from your parents or your cousins or whatever. Um, but we learned a lot as a team. Um, and, we, and we grew a lot as a team. You know, uh, I've got a lot of good friends from playing football, you know, and, spe- you know, specifically. Um, but we grew a lot as a team. We learned a lot as a team. We had to kind of start at the bottom, really, you know. I mean, you know, we changed coaches that year. And so that really, you know, my, my senior year of high school, we changed coaches. So that really changes a lot of things also. The new coach, Marcus Wolf, brought enthusiasm in his new role, building up this program from a low spot. And when you're a team without a lot of players in an aggressive sport like football where people are prone to getting injured, you have to have players fill roles at times in different positions. Colton was always the guy ready to do whatever the team needed to get them through. He played seven positions on that eight-man team. And yeah, I think that says a lot about the type of player that you are, but also the type of person that you are. How do you think... You developed that that sort of that mindset and that do whatever I can mentality. Yeah, I've always kind of had that mentality, you know, um, from I guess from growing up. Um, you know, I've kind of always done a little bit of everything. Yeah, it seems it seems like being raised on a farm and everything that requires would really encourage you to develop a certain approach to like whatever life's bringing you. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to be a <laughs> You know, you got kind of got to be a gambler and a mechanic and a weather forecaster all in the same same deal. So you, you kind of, you know, you got you got you got to be versatile. You got to be able to change and adapt to new situations. Um, and I, I think as a as a kid growing up farming, and you know, helping on the family farm, I think that's a lot that went into factor in that situation. Um, but 
so I, I can't. I, I cannot throw a football. That's that's the one thing I never did. I was never a quarterback. I cannot throw a football. I can do about anything on offense or defense or special teams for that matter, um, but I cannot throw a football. But I think it was more one of those things that when the coach realizes, hey, you know, you know, he's willing to try it. You know, he puts you in that spot, and then you can kind of prove yourself in that spot. And then he's like, well, you know, I wonder about this. You know, um, so it kind of, it kind of. I think growing up caused a lot of that. But I think playing football also, you know, added on to it, I guess you could say. So how did I get to speaking to this young man standing outside next to his pickup truck from a town of under 200 in the middle of the country? Certain journalist stalking skills got me to him, but his name, the Northwest Football Story, got in front of my eyes because a handful of sports outlets reported the news when the Mustangs lost a game that season, 102-0. to Yeah, they were down 80-0 to at the end of the first quarter. I think the big takeaway from anybody who reads the, the stories on you guys from that season is that you were this incredibly resilient group who played this sport for reasons beyond winning. It's tough, though. How did you guys keep your heads up and... Did losing like that make you lose your love for the sport at all? No, no, it, did, it didn't make me lose love for the sport. I think that, you know, with anything, you know, it, you're going to go through hard times, and that was just a hard season in general. I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't just that game. Uh, we didn't win a, a game that whole season. Uh, that was the worst of the games. But, uh, but it, it was, it, you know, you go through hard times with anything, and uh, just because you don't win doesn't mean you don't learn from it. And that and that's something that our coach really expressed to us, you know, time and time again. Which you know, it's very true. You know, you, you go play a game, and just because you don't win doesn't mean you don't figure out. You know, hey, this person can can run the ball better than this person, so you know, maybe we should move this around a little bit. So it's one of those things that no, it didn't change our our you know our outlook on the game, and it, and I think it's easy it's easy to win. You know, it's not easy to win, but it's it's easy to have a good mindset and and be a good team when you win, but when you lose, especially to that you know that quantity 102 to zero, it just it's it's hard it's hard to be a team at that point. You know when you're when you're just losing and you and you got your head down, it's it's hard to be a team. And we when we was a team through it. We, you know we you know we never scored against them, but it was real close to 100 at halftime if I remember right. Um, and we we really slowed them down the second half half the game. Um, but it's one of those things that if if you're winning and you got a winning streak, I mean sure you got to be a team or else you wouldn't be in that situation. But when you when you've lost every game that season and everybody still loads up and goes down to Greenfield, I mean it was like a 3-hour drive, 3 and a half hour drive. Uh-huh. And when you still load up and go down to Greenfield, you know, that that says something that, you know, you, you know that you know you got a good, you know, good team when when everybody's willing to still stick with it. I guess you could say. For sure. And I imagine that it's really such a balance to go into every game prepared that a lot of things are not going to go your way while at the same time keeping that togetherness, that being a team and fighting even when the score gets run up like that. I mean, what kind of things were was your coach saying during that game? <laughs> you know, so the 102 loss, 
zero. That was, you know, that's the state record now, actually, which is not, it's not something to be proud about, but it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things you got a state record, you know, whatever, you know, however you look at it. So, but it was one of those things that we, we went in there and it was their homecoming and, um, our coach, you know, he, you know, he stayed positive. You know, you ask what he said, and I, I could not honestly tell you one thing that he said, to be honest with you. But, you know, he, he helped us keep our heads up. And when you're in a game in a situation like that, that you know, that takes some doing. You know, I mean, um, he, he, you know, he's very positive. He still, he still coaches there now. And they're, they're more successful than they have been um, um, in the past, you know. But, uh, you know, it, he kept us positive. And, and to keep somebody, you know, keep not only one person but a whole team positive in a situation like that um, takes some doing. I mean, I could not tell you one thing he said, to be honest. Um, but you know he, he he had to say something you know I know I know we had one remark um that, you know we was kind of t- talking to coach and I think it was you know I think they scored well I know they scored because every time they scored they shoot off fireworks no not all the way did they stop at a point yeah they they ran out of fireworks I don't remember when exactly it was but I think it was sometime before halftime they ran out of fireworks um you know you was tired because you know we went down there I think we went down there with nine guys I think. Um, it was playing eight man football and they had, I don't know how many on their roster. And, um, uh, you go down there and you're playing, you're playing this team and, you know, you're playing, you know, all the time, you know, your offense, defense and special teams, you know, you're playing all game. And so, you know, we was just tired, you know, just flat out tired. And, and, um, they just scored and we was walking back and the coach was telling, you know, you know, we're, you know, we're getting ready to kick off and this, that, and the other. And, and I just looked at Coach. I said, Coach, I said, nothing else. We're getting a heck of a fireworks show. And so that was kind of our our, our theme for the rest of the, the rest of the game. If, if if we don't win this, at least we're going to get a fireworks show. And so, you know, it, it, you know, it's one of those things you want to win. You want to score against them. But if nothing else, you know, when, when they're, you know, when they're 100, 100 points up at halftime, you, you, you really kind of know already you don't got a chance in the world. But it's one of those things that, you, you kind of got to bring something positive out of the situation. So, and that, that was, that was what went through my mind and that's what I told coach. And so we kind of just, you know, we just laughed about it really, you know, but, um, that's incredible. I don't, I don't really remember anything that he said. I just remember that, that scenario, but he had to say some stuff because to keep the whole team with their heads up in a situation like that, you know, what would, you know, had to be good coaching. Yeah. Wow. Cheers to him. That's something I'm sure you don't really ever expect that situation to be in when you get into coaching. Um, How did you feel saying goodbye to high school football and turning in your equipment? Were you relieved for this experience to be over after the season you had or? No, no, it really wasn't. And, you know, I still, you know, I'll still go watch your football games and, and, you know, just, just watch it. And, you know, they, they still do some of the same plays and, you know, so you recognize the stuff. Um, but it's, it's one of those things, you know, coach told me, he's, you know, he's like, you know, just enjoy this season. Cause it, you know, it's the last chance you'll get to play. And I don't think that really, I mean, it, it kind of, I could, you know, I understood what you're saying, but it didn't really hit me, I guess. And, and, um, I, t- you know, I turned in my uniform, my shoulder pads and everything. And it, it kind of, kind of sunk in, but it's more of going and watching the football game now and, and, you know, realizing, you know, cause there's some you know, freshmen now that are, you know, used to play with me, they're now still playing. And it's just, it's one of those things you, you kind of want to go out there and help them any way you can, but 
you know, you can't. And that's and it's something I miss. I mean, it really is. And it's it's one of those things that you really got to cherish it when it happens because, I mean, you, you don't get it back. And are a lot of the guys from, from your team that graduated, you guys still, like, living – they're still living in the area and you guys still close? Yeah, most most of them, yeah, they're still living in the area. Um, yeah, we still talk, consec- you know, not not – every day but pretty pretty often there's several of them there's you know they've they've ventured out going to colleges that and the other but we you know we still talk on a pretty regular basis you guys will always have that uh state record to to bond you (laughs) yeah nothing else yeah so yeah what do you can you just talk about what you're up to now as a as a real life adult oh i I work for the the highway department in the state missouri so modot um just i'm a maintenance worker so anything from filling potholes to plowing snow to this, that, and the other. Again, you're doing it all. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, um, but that's, that's a, you know, just, just that, really. Um, just work, really, at this moment. But. Yeah, and uh, hopefully getting deer before the season's over. Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> a winless season, heavy losses, Bleacher Report coming to your hometown to ask your feelings on it all. The Mustangs that year were a motley crew. Their games, a car crash from which you couldn't look away. And there Colton was, a main character while it unfolded. As a senior, as a leader doing whatever possible on that field to plug holes while water just kept coming in. For him, it could have felt like he was drowning. At times, it no doubt did. But despite it all, those fall nights... With those eight other guys, plus a positive coach at the helm, were still a kind of bliss. He was playing the game, something he'd never do in this way again for the rest of his life. And he was giving the most he possibly could. Breathlessly, constantly, proudly, didn't matter the adversity. And he was doing it with a group of kids who were in this together growing together through it all. It's not all about winning. That's that's not life. You don't always win. There's going to be bad times. There's going to be hard times. Um, but just keep your head up. I mean, get the best out of the situation. That's all you can do. Learn from it and, and get the best out of the situation. Thank you to Colton for coming onto the podcast, and thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time.